You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your host, Peak Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. episode 19 where we're primarily going to be talking about training with spouses or uh, training when you got uh, multiple triathletes or multi-sport athletes in the family so um, we've got Kim and Wes here on the horn here so um, certainly ladies first uh Kim, why don't you give us uh, a little hello and uh, tell us a quick little something about yourself. Hey, I'm uh, Kim Hargrove. It's uh, my sixth season doing triathlons. Um, This was my third Ironman that I just completed. And um, we have uh, two daughters at home, and I'm a physical therapist. Oh, sorry, I think you cut out a little bit there, but you're a physical therapist, you said, right? Yes. Great. And where do you guys live? Columbus, Georgia. If, in case anybody couldn't make that out from the, uh, from the accents here. <laughs> uh, cool. And how about the other guy, the, the maniac? I, I, I don't know if we have time to explain why you decided to marry Wes, but um, let's, let's hear a little bit about him. Uh, I live down here in God's Street of the South. I work at Tires. Um, I finished my 11th Ironman in Texas. And lucky enough to trick him into all this time. Very cool. Um, Elliot, you getting any feedback there? Yeah, it's a little... Uh, a little choppy, yeah? It's a little choppy, yeah. Okay. Um... Wes, why don't you try that again for us? All right, I'm Wes. Uh, I married Kim in 2006. Live in God's country of Georgia. Work at a tire and auto repair facility. Just finished my 11th Ironman in Texas uh, back in April. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for having uh, getting you guys on here. Uh, really excited to kind of talk about this. And... Uh, Pick your brains a little bit about how you can possibly both be training for the same Ironman uh, at the same time here. So, um, for the record here, uh, my wife does not do triathlons. Uh, she always likes to joke that uh, I do enough exercise for the both of us. Um, but 
And then, um, actually, Elliot can now, geez, maybe we should have led with this, but uh, Elliot can <laughs> now talk about his wife and how he trains with her as well. So I'm kind of the odd man out here, but uh, how about a big congratulations to Mr. Kaoka for getting married and somehow talking uh, a great woman like Becca into actually marrying him. And no one even believed me. <laughs> you had advice to be like, did you really get married? Uh, but it is true. We're, we're officially married. That is terrific. Yeah. Uh, very cool. <laughs> so, right, your uh, wife is Becca, and she is a fellow triathlete as well, right? Yep. She's going on Ironman number one in July. So yeah. we're training hard for that one. That's right. So another uh, couple uh, doing it together uh, with no kids to speak of, at least uh, – at this point here, uh, compared to uh, to Kim and and Wes here, but still uh, still pretty cool stuff. So, um, yep. awesome, yeah, definitely big congratulations, man. Proud of you. It's great. Thanks. Thanks, Colin. Sure. Um, all right. So cool. So um, Kim and Wes, let's let's talk high level. What, what do you think are the most important things or what has made you guys both successful in being able to, to train, you know, for, for Ironman, especially at the same time? Let's, let's kind of start there. I think the biggest thing that we had to do right off the bat was make sure that no one of us took the lead on it. We made sure that we were both able to focus, that we were both just as important in the equation in our training time, had to be equal and find ways to make it work without sacrificing the kid sitting in front of an iPad all day on the weekends. Yeah. That's definitely you know, a good sure point there. Body workout was more important than the others, but we both had to find ways to make sure we got them all done. And so, and you guys both, uh, and I guess we should we should let everybody know, so uh, I coach Wes and Elliot does coach Kim. Um, so we've got a little bit of an idea on their training, but uh, why don't you tell us, guys, uh, how much time do you guys typically uh, train per week or whatnot? Ooh. I've never actually done the math. Um, <laughs> and you know what? So. This is definitely true. Y'all would... Y'all, y'all probably know better than I do um, how many hours a week, but I mean it was, you know, no more than no more than two hours usually on a weekday, and then of course the obligatory long ride and long run on the weekend. Um, so it was completely doable for us to get those shorter workouts in during the week, and I've always found it easier to. Uh, stay focused on my training when Wes is also training for something. If I come home and have to get a uh, workout done in the evening and he doesn't have anything to do, then I'm much more likely to want to just kick back and skip my workout. But the accountability of having somebody else in the house who's also training has always really helped me. Ah, That's a great point. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, very cool. And you guys also, you guys have uh, a nice setup, I think was, or actually you switched over away from the coffee trainers, but you've got a nice little training room where you guys train together, right? Yeah, we got a, uh, an extra living area in our house or 
we recently swapped over to the Cyclops Hammers. Got a couple of those set up. Um, you know, some TVs, carry equipment, a treadmill. Um, and we always got some extra space in the training room for buddies to come over and try. Uh, even though we live in the South, weather's typically really good, but we prefer to do most of our training inside so we can still spend some time together. It may not be as much fun time, but it's nice to know that I'm still in the house if, you know, Kim or the girls need me to take care of something for them. Right, right. So, on average, how much time do you guys actually spend training together, um, you know, side by side? Is it, uh, is it often or is it, is it pretty rare? Probably one to two bike rides a week. Um, we might end up in there at the same time. Um, during soccer season, we would have to mix up our long rides sometimes, uh, depending on our daughter's soccer schedules on a Saturday. So um, we really depended on the week as to what our schedules were, and we would just have to lay out what the weekend schedule was and who was driving the soccer taxi um, out of town if, if she had an out-of-town game and, um, and work our schedule out for that week. But again, that was a nice way to stay focused. You, it was a fairly regimented schedule on the weekends to make sure that you got up early enough to get it done before you had to go to the soccer field. Gotcha. That makes sense. And and what uh, what do your kids think about uh, training and things like that? Are they is it just they've kind of grown up with it now, or um, is it challenging with that when you know you guys do try and do things together? Or how what do they think? I think the girls um, in the beginning just assumed that everybody's dad would ride their bike for four to six hours on a Saturday, um, <laughs> but in the last couple of years, not necessarily normal. Uh, but you know they love they love watching us be able to race, and it's really become a part of the whole family. And the fact that you know both of the girls after a race, will, how we did, what our time was, what place we came in, how we felt—I mean, all the regular questions that uh, you know a fellow racer might ask you. So it's become, uh, I guess, on a lighter scale, part of their life because they they see it and. They be a part of it, and there's plenty of days where my oldest daughter, while Kim's riding, will go in and run the treadmill for you know two miles while she's riding her bike. If she feels like she's a part of it, so that's always a lot of fun for us. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Ellie, you got any questions here? Um, no, I mean I feel like communication is really key with the coach as well. I mean Kim's so good about giving comments and workouts letting me know what her schedule's like for the upcoming several weeks. So, I mean, it's been super easy to coach her and just revise her along the way, and that's kind of the reason why you get a coach in the first place. I mean, I see so many people just – I just give them the training plan, and I don't hear back from them until it's for another training block, and you just don't really know what's going on. But with Kim, it's – I always know where she's at, what's hurting her, what's what, – are tough. I mean, she's she's on top of it all, and I think that's one of the keys on just staying on top of training. Yeah. Sure. Everybody uh, wishes they had an athlete like him, right, Colin? 
Yeah, you know, Wes, do you, do you want to uh, talk about uh, your your communications with your coach? Um, so typically I'll come uh, after math and not the uh, premeditated stuff, but, you know, it is what it is. Ah. No, you're not too bad, man. Um, no, I, I think you could learn a, th- a few things from Tim um, for sure. But, uh, you know, it, it may be a last-minute text message that I often get about uh, what's happening that coming weekend that we need to adjust. But uh, um, I actually think you're, you're decent about getting out in front of it a lot of times, so, um, especially when we get into kind of the, the crunch time and more important training. So um, all good there, my man. But um, that, that uh, brought me to a, another question I think maybe we should have asked earlier. So um, is this the, uh, was Texas your first time that you guys have both done the same Ironman together, or how many times have you done the same Ironman together? Well, I've actually never done an Ironman that Wes didn't race at. Ah, okay. So I was supposed to do Maryland in... 2015 was my first Ironman, and the um, whole race selection process was centered around the fact that uh, Wes was already signed up for Florida, and I was going to sign up for Maryland. That way, we would be, uh, you know, he would not be in his big training block the same time I was. He would still have a couple of big weeks after that, but I, I didn't think it was the best idea to have both of us in our peak weeks at the same time. Well, Maryland 2015 got postponed by two weeks because of a hurricane, and I couldn't take the time off work to fly back up to Maryland again um, two weeks later. So we ended up getting me signed up for Florida, and so we actually raced Florida together in 2015 and again in 2016. Very cool. Very cool. Um, that makes sense. And, and the reason I asked that, too, is actually I have a, a client I used to work with that um, the way her and her husband would work it is basically she would do an Ironman one year, and then her husband would do an Ironman the next year. Um, so they'd kind of switch back and forth. And, um, you know, logistically, I think that is uh, – it's pretty smart, but, um, you know, so I'm, I'm still just amazed at uh, how well you guys do um, with, you know, by doing the same race, especially because, like you said there, I mean, that, that makes total sense, Kim, where, you know, maybe you try and spread it out a little bit so, you know, your, your higher volume weeks isn't at the same exact time, so you can kind of help each other out, but to, to pull it off uh, at the same time is just amazing. Um, so... What am, I, what am I missing here on tidbits on uh, what we can give to listeners here on uh, what they could be thinking about to help manage all that? Yeah, I think the biggest thing was making sure that, uh, you know, obviously we've got to hit all the key workouts, but, you know, we still have jobs that we have to take care of. And, I mean, there's nobody better than Kim at making sure that the kids get dressed get to school, she goes to work, picks the kids up from school, you know, and somehow I come from work, she listens to me complain for 20, 30 minutes, and <laughs> there's still dinner on the table. Um, <laughs> really strong, it makes it, me and the kids aren't suffering because of whatever training block she's doing, and it's, uh, 
not just saying because she's sitting here next to me, but it's impressive to be a part of. That's no, no lie right there. Yeah, that's uh, such a great point. I mean, uh, you know, I'm often asked, you know, how I'm, I'm able to, to do what I do and things like that. And hands down, you know, my wife is, is the background that, that makes that happen. Um, so I can't imagine, uh, I just don't even think it would be feasible to do that um, while training, um, you know. And so, Kim, uh, you just deserve a tremendous amount of credit to be able to do all that. Um, so what... What drives you to be able to, to pull all that stuff off? Well, some of it's just out of necessity. I mean, the <laughs> kids are thankfully at an age where they're a little bit more self-sufficient. I know I could not do this at all if I had kids at home that, you know, still required constant supervision the entire time we were there. Um, you know, our kids are old enough now that if we get up on a Saturday morning to start our long ride that they can get up and get themselves to breakfast. And, um, you know, sometimes we have to get off the bike to uh, break up a fight over that breakfast. But, you know, for the most, they are um, pretty easy kids and, and do a good job of um, either coming in and watching a movie with us while we train at home or um, they know what they've got to do in the afternoon after school. We get home and I'll um, you know, tell them, okay, you know, dinner's in the crock pot. I'm going to hop on my bike. I've got to get my workout done before I take you to soccer practice. And um, we've had that discussion a couple of times that you know, they have their activities and um, we're more than willing to take them to soccer practice and take them to their games but that we also have something that we enjoy doing. And so as a family, we're going to support each other. We're going to support their goals of playing on their soccer team and have them at their games. Uh, but they, they also support our goals and allow us to train and, you know, and travel with us to our races, which is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, that's a really good point. I mean, I think you guys just make just – exercising and fitness part of your life so it's not really like you're the oddballs out you know training on your going on your trainer for four or five hours i mean they're just used to just being active and i think that's what's missing in our society a lot of the times such a great point absolutely well, just about every weekend uh my oldest will walk up to one of us and how long are you riding today what kind of ride are you doing? Hard or easy? So <laughs> they, uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're totally right. I mean, like it's become something that they just assume is, is life. And, uh, you know, hopefully that kind of work ethic can grow into them with whatever it is that they do, whether it's endurance activities, school, jobs, whatever. And we don't do a lot of things right, but hopefully that's one thing we're doing right as far as we're all <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm thinking this through here. I mean, I think it probably, you know, Kim's better to answer, you know, Wes, all you do is, is run a business. You know, that's, that's too easy, you know, that and, and training. But, um, you know, I, I got to assume that you guys have to plan out your days quite well. And, you know, like Kim, do you, do you like look at the week in advance or like, um, you know, obviously you got to be, 
nimble and, and be able to, to adjust on the fly, but like how far in advance do you usually have your days planned out or, you know, how big are you on planning? We usually have the week planned out. Um, I don't usually get further than a week in advance, but I do have a month-long whiteboard that sits by the back door, and um, everybody's color-coded. I might be a little bit OCD about that, but <laughs> that's where I keep track which kid has which activity after school, um, which day soccer practice in uh which days they have soccer practice and which days Claire's traveling out of town for soccer on Saturdays. And, um, and then we can uh, get our workouts in around that so that we know, you know, the weekdays are pretty standard, but the weekends is, you know, sometimes we have to get a little creative with that long ride on a Friday night. Um, but so we usually have that planned out based on what the weekend schedule is with the kids. Got it. And and does that include like prepping and putting like planning out your workouts on the chart and stuff like that, or is that kind of a little bit more improvised? We usually, uh, which um, you know, which days we have bikes and runs, and who has morning sessions and who has evening sessions. If by when she says who has morning sessions and evening sessions, um, as you've seen by the data for the last however long. Kim has taken it upon herself to take almost all of the morning sessions because I'm lazy and I don't get up, and then that just throws everybody with a curveball. So she's gracious enough to get up at you know four o'clock in the morning to take care of it, so that my lazy rear can sleep in until seven. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, you, you beat me to the punch a little bit there, Wes. I was going to have to to ask about that a little bit because uh, yeah. Um, I, I didn't quite see where uh, those morning workouts came in for you, but uh, fair enough. If you're seeing the, the workout, <laughs> no other way possible for me to get it in. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ridiculously good looking. It takes a lot of sleep to keep that going, so that's what I'm working for. Uh, <laughs> oh, very good. Get up to run. I get up and do my my runs early um, because I have friends who get up and do stupid things like that at four o'clock in the morning. But now I have to wait until my head down on my throat bars and not be very productive. Gotcha. Sorry, Cam. I think you cut out a little bit at the end of there. So you have to wait. So what do you say? You have to wait what? I I have trouble waking up to get on the bike. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm not leaving the house, um, but I really have trouble uh, riding my bike early in the morning. So I usually save those for um, after I get home with the kids. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, all right. We missing anything here, Elliot? I mean, it's, it's really, really inspirational. It's uh, so cool, and I think maybe we can now – Unless you got anything else, Elliot, kind of transition over to talk about Iron Man. Yeah, Texas. I mean, I just, I don't know how they do it because, I mean, Becca and I are training for Whistler right now, and I don't know, with her work schedules and just fitting training in, it's just like we get to see each other maybe maybe an hour every single weekday night, and it's just, it's hard. It's, it's pretty hard, and 
I don't know, throwing kids into the mix. I just, I don't know how you guys do it. I think that's what makes me give, I, I think that's what makes me give so much more respect towards age groupers with really busy lives over a lot of the pros that just have the unlimited resources, unlimited time to train. I mean, we, our, our days are just jam-packed, it seems like. I mean, we said we never meant to work out because there's, you know, weeks where it just nothing lays out the way that it should. But, um, you know, and just, I'm really lucky that both of us are so committed to it and we just find ways to get in what we can to talk. Yeah, and I think, I mean, just kind of looking at Kim's training, she's so good at just going with the flow. I mean, I remember one one workout she did during peak Ironman training where she had to take the kids to the soccer game and she ended up running at night after that was all over. And I just I couldn't believe, like, the dedication that it takes to do that. I mean, I just I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So kudos to you, Kim. No, I mean, you know, what I, what it makes me think of too, and I think is really important in any aspect of life, but of life, but you know, clearly you guys are, are dedicated and you're passionate about what you're doing, right? And uh, I think that that's really what leads to success is when we're doing things that uh, we are passionate about and that, you know, we're, it's going to take dedication. Um, but uh, you guys are clearly displaying that extremely well. And uh, the triathlon community thanks you for that. Yep. You know, it's fun. So many days that uh, this stuff doesn't get posted up into the workout, but one of us has a bad day. Can't um, forgive me. You never have bad. But you know, come home from work or get home from soccer practice, and the uh, the other one knows that one of us has our hour and a half workout or something. We start trying to get out of it and. You're gonna get called out on it, and you know, the other one's way for you to make it happen. Uh, that's the biggest. It's just so much about keeping it motivated, and you know we've got good coaches, obviously, to keep us accountable. But when you lay down at night, and the person laying next to you is gonna keep you too. It's a whole new animal. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Very cool. Nice. So let's. Um Let's let's piggyback on to uh, hearing how uh, that dedication translated to uh, racing at Ironman Texas. So, um, minus all the uh, hoopla that everybody keeps talking about with the drafting, um, did you guys uh, you guys have good races? We both had uh, big days. Um, I think Jim hit her PR by just over an hour. Um, I had a, uh, my best day to date as well. Um, you know, the funny thing about all the talk in Texas is, um, yes, there's definitely issues out there. There's definitely some pack riding out there. Um, I believe Ironman came out and said that they were altering the course to make it a little bit shorter. 
But in the day, you show up to Ironman and you race whatever the day gives you. Um, and while you're out there, you make a decision: Are you going to race your race or get caught up in all the hoopla? And uh, you know, I, looking at the way that we raced and uh, the results that we had, we were uh, very satisfied with our results, obviously. And um, you know, like we talked, Colin, right after the race, uh, looking through the data, we, you know, we can hold our head up high and know we did it the right way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and just to give uh, kudos to Elliot here a little bit. So, um, Kim confirmed this is your first year working with Elliot, huh? So you feel like he's been helpful to you a little bit? Absolutely. The goals uh, we talked about at the beginning of the season were that, you know, number one, I wanted to make it through an Ironman training cycle without injury issues because I've had kind of chronic muscular, you know, fatigue issues through my calves and hamstrings and some knee issues for the past few years. And so first and foremost, I wanted to um, just to be able to complete my long run and my long ride uh, towards the end of that training block without any problems. And we certainly succeeded at that and really um, doing my little half iron distance uh, race leading up, I was kind of shocked at how well I raced, um, practically unrested going into that, and uh, and so that was always kind of in the back of my head, that, wow, I'm not only not injured, but so much, like, I mean, I'm just in the best shape I've ever been in going into a race, so um, that was a huge a huge change for me this year in a race healthy. And, uh, you know, we had talked about, you know, of course, wanted to PR. Um, so that, you know, given the, the day and the conditions and the race course, uh, that's all relative. But I knew that I had not come close to what I was capable of because of the injuries in the past year. So um, we certainly reached all of the goals that I had set out and uh, really exceeded my time goal that I had set for myself. Very cool. That's terrific. Awesome. And yeah, but I remember talking earlier in the year, and I mean, I think it, it just, I mean, she told me what her strengths and weaknesses were, how time crunch she was, her injury history and all that. And I really, I really focused on putting together a plan that, that, really stress quality over quantity. I mean, I, I feel that so many people just train way too much and then they'll get hurt and then they just don't want the races they want. And I really, really focused on just giving the workouts that are absolutely needed and kind of getting rid of the quote unquote garbage workouts where, I mean, for time crunch people, I mean, we just don't have time for that kind of stuff. So, I mean, every workout had a purpose and, think she did awesome just doing them all but I think that's one of the reasons that I really try to focus so much on getting all of my sessions in and making sure that the schedule works is because each you know I'm, I'm not being asked to do a bunch of extra workouts I, I typically have you know 
like I said, no more than two hours on a weekday. So at that point, it becomes a, there's no excuse to not get it done. Yep. Exactly. Very cool. Yeah, that's great. And so, um, Kim, what was your what was your time? And uh, tell us a little bit more about your splits. Uh, was eleven oh seven. I swam one oh two or one oh one oh three. Like a man oh three. The fastest part water that day. So we always do have a little competition in, in the household about who can who can win out of the water because that's really the only chance I have to beat Wes. But I can at least beat him out of the water still. Um, had a had a solid swim, and then I biked well over thirty minutes faster than I ever had before. I I was I was under right at right under five thirty off the bike. Yep, and then. And then I ran just under 4:30, which was again almost a almost 20 to 30 minutes faster than I done off the bike. So um, I was really pleased with each of my splits. It was um, it was for me probably the most well-rounded iron distance race I'd I'd ever had. That's awesome. So cool to hear. And, uh, nice. How about you, uh, mister? So the fun thing, uh, for us, this was unique from every other race. Um, we took both the kids up to Texas with us. Um, I've got a great friend from college that lives out there. So Kim, uh, I, I remember her making a comment on Friday at lunch just about how I wasn't a complete head case and driving for bananas today. I had a tendency to do that in the past. So based off those comments, we knew that there was potential to have a good day. Um, obviously, the swim was uh, what, about a minute short of winning the, uh, the home title. But for the swim training that I got in, um, I may have missed a day or two here or there. I think it was... Uh, you think so? It's a good... I mean, there was a couple of days that, you know, <laughs> may not want it, but, you know, we can talk about that. Okay. Um, Sorry, I guess but, a little little bit of an inside joke there. Uh, yes, Wes did miss a uh, swim or two throughout his training, and uh, I bust his chops regularly about it. I think I needed it. I needed it. So, um, the day was actually uh, – as a whole, was just a very solid, fun day. Um, and the bike obviously had uh, all the external noise that comes with everything. Um, and if you had any communication through social media or the internet, the peanut gallery threw their two cents in every time they could. But overall, I think we biked uh, really close to the power that we wanted. Um, and to be honest, it was probably the smartest bike I've ever had. And I think I, I told you after the race, I wasn't thinking about how fast I could bike, but how smart I could bike. Uh, making sure that I stayed on top of nutrition and stayed on my fluids and, and just watched the watch. And um, obviously it really paid off when I got off the bike. I felt 
really solid. Um, I did take off uh, on the run course a little, uh, a little aggressively, um, knowing that I needed to make up some time, and you know, paid for it a little bit there back at the end, so I was able to hold it together for a pretty solid day. No major medical issues. Um, you know, it's just a big change from uh, the last time I raced Texas. So we got that going for us. You know, anytime you get to get out there, you know you're going to put your kids on an Ironman run course. It's, uh, it's a game changer. That was just, that was awesome. And we had a bunch of sport friends from around the George area out there cheering for us. So that was always helpful to have also. Very cool. Yeah. Man, you ran a... I'm looking at the results right now. You ran a 313. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it started a lot better than it finished. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but Isn't that the way they always go, though? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and to be fair, what? You slowed down, like, what's the what was the variability? Like, less than a minute. I think you most of them, like, you slowed down, like, maybe... 20, 30 seconds per mile in the last, like, six, right? Wes, I don't have it right in front of me, but something like that, right? So it wasn't like you totally yeah. dropped off. Started walking, yeah. Yeah, so, it, was, it was right around that mark. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be hot. Uh, there's going to be some parts that aren't real pleasant. But uh, luckily, I knew uh, from the training the way that I felt that I was going to be able to hold it together enough to put up a great day. Um, you know, you show up to these things and you just go out and you do the best you can do and put the chips fall where they may. And uh, I, I've never walked away from a race feeling so about it. You know, the placing wasn't exactly where I wanted. Um, but the day itself is a great day and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. And let's uh, also noteworthy here that Wes is a Kona qualifier and has raced in Kona before. So he is uh, one heck of an athlete, and uh, he really knows how to run off the bike. And uh, so while he's being critical of himself, like we said there, still had a pretty damn good run and uh, a great day overall. So, um, and well Kim done. Well not done too man. far off either. No. Well, better than me. Um, funny pointed that out today uh, at lunch while we were talking about the podcast. She makes her point out that she plays better than, than I do. So, thank you, Kim. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Very cool. Um, excellent. Well, um, Ellie, you got anything else you want to add here? Just want to say congrats to both of you. You guys both had awesome races, and I'm super proud of you, Kim. I mean, you worked really hard for that. Thank you. I really appreciate all the guidance that, that I really think you could improve so much more, too. I mean, you you have the work ethic, and I think you have the athletic ability, too. So, 
you're on to a really good thing. Just keep working hard at it. Wes, I don't have the same to say for you. I, I think, you know, <laughs> your, your best days. Uh, <laughs> I really uh, give her my Wes. That's all I got to say. Uh, I can only say that because I'm kidding. I mean, you obviously know that you're uh, a tremendous athlete and uh, you're such a, a pleasure to work with. You know, you, you, you know, we're talking about family here, and one thing I love about you is that, you know, you really do keep it real and, you know, while there's times that the training gets cut short and, and things, it's because you're with your family and you're doing what's best for your family. And that's uh, very admirable. And uh, I think that there's some people in, in the triathlon world that, you know, kind of put that before their family at times. And uh, I commend you for uh, the way you treat your family. And uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I think that um, it was very obvious to the people that are close to both of us this season. Uh, you know, we enjoyed this training block. Um, it never took a hold of us and put us into a dark place. Um, you know, and that was very, very important for us to be able to stay positive and stay happy. And, you know, we, we got kids. We got to make sure that we take care of them. We just can't sit and be, uh, be a grouch all day because of, you know, training session so you know, we're very appreciative for the way that, that went and obviously you guys are thanks for that so it's our pleasure yeah thank you so um cool well thanks again guys we really appreciate you guys coming on um and uh and especially taking some time out of your vacation right now so i hope you guys are having a good time and uh congrats once again to elliot here for uh tying the knot um, he, he hasn't been quite as responsive uh, he's claiming it's because of work but I think that the leash has already been pulled a little bit tighter and that's really uh, <laughs> hey I still real. take care of everyone all my clients so. <laughs> Kim can even uh, attest to that <laughs> and while we're at it I'm going to uh, give a, um, people that are in uh, the new southern New Hampshire northern Mass area if you guys are looking to recover I'm going to promote my uh my new business uh, it's called peak recovery and health center and uh we're opening the doors tomorrow so by the time this thing comes out we'll be open officially and uh we've got uh all kinds of things to, to help you recover and reduce inflammation and things um when it comes to uh athletes and and just in general um so uh very very excited about that and uh um hopefully we can help people to uh better their lives and whatnot so um with that um thanks again guys um we will uh talk to you soon and thanks everybody for listening have a good night <laughs>